Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all, seven rounds and heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. This whole NFL season is cursed. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the Pro Bowl voter trying his hardest to make sure they get it right this year. And I'm confident they will. And with me, as always, is AJ. Did Zach Wilson try to quiet quit Marchese? <laughs> Zach Wilson's all of us, buddy. Today, we're talking all the noteworthy NFL rookies from week 13 of the NFL season. Let's Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving out to Casey, maybe. Looking for Stroud or a Bryce Young. Who's going to wear a Hawaiian shirt today? Who's going to put ketchup on a stick? Who's going to find a steal? In the fifth, the home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by Bernie. Not Sanders. If you've ever been to a Miami Heat home game, you know the experience isn't complete without a glimpse of the franchise's most famous flame bernie do you know about bernie i can't i can't picture bernie it's a good name though it is i just i didn't know he existed what's he look it's like a, describe to the listeners he looks like a flame um he's an anthrop uh anthropomorphic depiction of the fireball featured on the team's logo that's sick i don't think he looks like that but okay does he have like the rim around his head too he looks kind of like uh um what's his name uh the flyers guy gritty yeah gritty kind of looks like gritty okay i like it off cousin anyway that's that um thanks bernie we got some college football coaching news i don't know why we tackle that we have a whole show dedicated to that in like a month. I just so. love it. It's fair. We uh, do it quick. So ye- Go for ye- it. Yeah or nay. New yeah. Mexico hired Bronco Mendenhall. Oh, big yay. It's very strange, the Bronco Mendenhall coaching <laughs> resume. It is. Wins everywhere he goes. He's a hired gun, weird. baby. That's all he is. It's just weird. Like, it's a mercenary. He left Virginia, and it was very strange, and now yep. he's at New Mexico of all places. Yeah. Anyway, what a hire. Uh, and, hey, Wyoming head coach Craig Bowles retiring. Uh, sad, sad. What a great great coach. Uh, end of an era. The the North Dakota State uh, OG. He was, for real. Um, where's Wyoming go? Do they hire Josh Allen? <laughs> I th- aren't they just like promoting the D.C.? 
I think that's uh, that's what it yeah. seems like. Which honestly, that makes sense. Like Craig Craig Bull has like. Well, if he wants to go six and six every year, keep it in the Craig Bull family Amen. tree. Yep. And then once in a while you'll have uh Jay Sovel. Yeah. Good good hire. Slam dunk. Can't go wrong. Amen. He looks like a younger Craig Bull. <laughs> okay, then he definitely can't go wrong. Uh he um was previously Wake Forest's defensive coordinator. Oh, that's interesting. In Minnesota. Oh, okay, this guy's got a hell of a resume. All right, yeah. Southern Illinois. Go Salukis. Uh, Slam dunk home run. I'm I'm stamping it. What about these two new senior bowl acceptances? Uh, TCU corner Josh Newton, Auburn DB Jalen Simpson. They're just uh, loading up on uh, Auburn and TCU players, and I respect it. Um... I like I've liked I've really enjoyed Simpson's game this year. Every time we've Me thrown too. on Auburn, I like I'm a fan of his. I think he could be a big riser. Um, and on Newton, he's been a big f- slider this year. So this is a good chance for him to reignite his stock. I think that the B group's shaping up to be really interesting. Mm-hmm. It's like a good mix of potential top fifty guys, guys who had a lot of hype and maybe didn't live up to it, like Josh Newton, and, and kind of a mystery guys. I'll call them. Ooh. Okay, I like the but mystery yeah. guys. Um, and in the East West Shramble news, they added Arkansas kicker slash punter Cam Little. Sick. Slam dunk. One last thing. We got a declaration. Miami's Leonard Taylor declared, which I thought was an interesting one. Just because there was a lot of hype mm-hmm. entering the year. Wide open IDL class. The class as a whole disappointed. Um, he's a former big recruit. He had a really good sophomore year and such a quiet junior year. Yeah. Uh, so I just thought it was interesting he, de- he declared. I wonder if he could maybe be a senior bowl guy, Rob. One of those first uh, senior juniors. Interesting. Okay. I think that'd be big for him, though. I think it'd be very big. Yeah, for, for sure. I, I, I wonder how many of those Nagy's gonna add. That's interesting. I don't know. I feel like Nagy's a purist, but also I think he's too excited not to do it. I think it. Galco will will add more to the shrine than. Um, Nagy will do the Senior Bowl. I mean, the, the name kind of gives you options, right? He's, Nagy's kind of boxed They can in. add anyone from the East or West. <laughs> it's wide open. Exactly. <laughs> Anyways. What else we got? Four. More names. No, no. Let's get, there's name names no, now for a bit. That was it. Oh. This show usually is known because we do them all the day before <laughs> when they've built up. <laughs> Maybe we should spread these out. Go yeah. on, then. NFL Week 13, Ricky Superlative, starting with the rookie quarterback rundown. Light Week because nice. of bye weeks. It was nice, yeah. And injuries with DTR. That was a nice. Uh, ju- just three rookie quarterbacks, including Bryce Young, the number one overall pick, who uh, made his debut without Frank Rake in charge. And uh, what'd you think? I thought you were going to say light week, let's skip it. And like, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> yeah, Bryce Young, I thought, I don't know how to phrase this. Did it look better? No, it didn't look much better, but I think I was more hopeful for um, for the Frank Reichless offense because uh, honestly, I thought they were just running more play action and running more RPO, and he looked more comfortable this week. And that said, he was fifteen of thirty-one, buck seventy-eight, and a pick. But it was pissing rain pretty much from the first commercial break on in this game. Um, you know, he didn't have that much of opportunity. Uh, he had a couple couple goofy boys starting in front of him. <laughs> I'll name one later. Um, you know, sacked a bit. You know, I thought honestly, I thought they kind of when they when they could protect him, I thought it looked better, and I thought there's a little bit more rhythm, and and I felt like they had a little bit more going, and I 
this game, again, it wasn't this big, wow, what a game at all, but I think it gave me more confidence in what I believed in before that Frank Reich was the major issue and the, what this coaching staff was was the major issue. And then second is the talent around him, and that obviously didn't get fixed this week. But um, actually, you know what? I, I'm going to throw this in here too. I thought Mingo was trying to, trying to build something together too. This was what probably his best game uh, in a while. He stacked a couple decent games together now. It's not great, but it's it's still a lot more promising than what we've seen this season. So maybe something's a little bit of momentum. And I think just, um, you know, that, that one throw I tweeted out, the fourth down, fourth and six, he just went deep. <laughs> was it underthrown? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it could have been a touchdown. They were trailing in this game. It was a big play. He's trying to keep them alive, you know, keep them in the game. And, he hit it, though. You know, he gave, he gave uh, I think it was Chark, gave Chark the chance and, you know, a little underthrown, but it is what it is. Again, uh, it's hard to really get in and analyze Bryce Young at this point because there's a lot of the same stuff week after week. And yeah. I don't know. It's It's been, I'm getting really tired of talking about him. Uh, so I'll do two more negative plays. One point, uh, maybe I'm going to blame this on the rain like Nilly Vanilli, but he just threw it backwards. I don't know why. There's no one there. <laughs> <laughs> just threw it backwards, lost like 11 yards. It was sick. I respected it. Um, then, then kind of, I, I really had, after that, you know, that great throw to Chark, they scored, and I had such high hopes at the end of the game that he, you know, I, they got the ball back. Not much time left. Like, you know what? Maybe this is the moment, right? Reich is gone. This game's been a little bit better. It's sloppy. They're in it. It's a close game. Maybe this is the moment. They, they don't really get the drive ever started. It's fourth and one. Last chance. He kind of gives Thielen a sh- uh, chance down the sideline, and it was double coverage and picked by Anton Winfield, who was pretty great in this game as well. Which I mean, Anton Winfield is one of the most underrated players in the league again, so because the Bucks are bad. Year. Contract year, that's exciting. I forgot about that. He's been great. Um, but anyways, ended that game, and <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just I, I still have faith. I still have faith in Bryce Young getting it. Uh, do I have faith in this franchise though? I don't know. That's the issue, right? But I, I think I still have faith, faith in Bryce Young. Um, I mean, we've seen worse number one overall. Like, I would say Jared Goff had a worse rookie year than this. That's true. Yeah, and look what happened right? after that. Yeah, and Just getting the right infrastructure there. Obviously, the issue with this is... You know what? Ta- Can I step in really quick? Les needs Scott Fitterer. Could be two peas in a pod. Very kind of similar early trajectory. But, <laughs> but, 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 it's the owner. Yes. Right? Stan Kroenke, I he's don't a, think, is a he's, great guy. But no, but he's a winner. He's a, he's a champion. great owner. He he's is. a great owner in terms of he is willing to spend as much money yeah. and, and get the fuck out of your way. Yeah. And he's shown that in, in every every sport he owns a team in. Correct. Um, versus yeah. Dave Tepper's a meddler. And how, how frequently has it worked out with meddling owners? It worked for Jerry Jones 30 years ago. <laughs> um, but even Jerry, Jerry Jones at least, like, has have, I mean, I know he's he's a businessman, but he played football at Arkansas. Yeah. Like he had a history. Of I mean, Dave, <laughs> Dave Tepper is just a minority owner with the Steelers. Yeah, and it's like, weird because like Dep- Tepper was like hyped as an owner. Do you remember that? Yeah, it's because it was because of the Steelers connection. Yeah, sure. I mean, like who are like the most the Rooney's the, the most stable. Owners in NFL history, probably. Maybe I, you um, know. Maybe the Rooney should just really tap. Go get your own team, buddy. Get the fuck out of town. <laughs> um, so, uh, I mean, I, I also feels like Scott Fitter is just like a propped up person. Like I don't even know if he's a real person. Um, he could be a Lesney, though. Come on. No, I don't think so. 
Uh, I mean, I, I think it, it starts with ownership. It, it starts yeah. with David Tepper probably needs to hire a new GM and, and get out of their way and yeah. let said GM hire a head coach who will develop Bryce Young. It's Bobby Slowick, for example. Um, something like that. Anyway, I'm, I'm not all out on Bryce Young, but I'm trending towards that. Uh, you, we need to see him next year at this point. Like, what's yeah. the rest of the season? Just like, what's the point? Um, but speaking of Bobby Slowick, similarly to Bryce Young, where it's like you're saying the same things every week. I'm not saying the same things every week with CJ Stroud, just in the, uh, <laughs> in opposite, the opposite way. And yeah. He's just so good. Even a statistically lesser game, we'll call it. 16 of 27, 274 and a score against the Broncos. Big win, 22-17. Came down to the end. Great game. One of the best games of the week. Yeah. Um, loses Tank Dell to an injury. Tank Dell was, was uh, off to a hot start, too. Loses him to an injury. That's all right. Just going to turn Nico Collins in, into the next Megatron. Um, but I, I, I think the thing that stood at the most this week with Stroud for me, I think, was the pocket movement, the footwork. And just the way he can navigate when things break down. Because the offensive line, like Laramie Tunzel's terrific, but yeah. more on Juice Scruggs a bit later. But like so the, the interior of the offensive line struggled a little bit. And, and um, we've talked about it before. Like Titus Howard's out for the year at right tackle. Uh, they're starting um, uh, three backups on the offensive line now. Left guard, center, and right tackle. Um, and it showed. Yeah. But Stroud does such a good job just buying time with subtle movements uh and he's just phenomenal field vision um he got it started like right off the bat they hit a deep play action ball to nico collins where it just jumped out of his hand like it, it, it had to have gone like 50 through the air i think into nico collins lap um and from from there on like they got an early lead and, and the broncos got back into it but it, it was just like the way he's so graceful, like it's teaching tape the way he navigates the pocket. Yeah, there's just one rep where uh, Juice Scruggs is kind of getting thrown into him, uh, and he <laughs> save it. Come on, <laughs> yeah. And and he he, he kind of tucks the ball, takes a, a slight step to his left, reconfigures, resets, and and as he's like working through those movements, you can t- tell like see him processing. He's making this decision. So the second his feet are set, the ball is out of his hands, and he, he rips one uh, to Nico Collins, and only a spot Nico, can call, Nico Collins can get it. And then I think maybe the best one, they're in shotgun, uh, drops back, um, just a four-man rush. The tackles uh, do a pretty good job, but the, 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 the pocket's kind of collapsing a little bit. No one's come open yet. So he scrambles up in the, scrambles up in the pocket, uh, rolls to his right, and on the move off platform, kind of almost back against his body. He keeps doing that. Yeah, and it just perfect in Eagle Collins. It has him. not burned him a single time either, I don't think. No, and it's like this was the thing people thought he couldn't do outside of yeah. the George game where he just kept doing it, and now we're seeing him do it every week. Yeah, multiple times, yeah. Last week, like the, his, I think Collins, too, the touchdown. It's crazy in retrospect to think that like Bryce Young was – the quarterback known for the out of structure, yeah. kind of off platform, the quickness, where it's like CJ Stroud's doing that every single week. CJ yeah. Stroud's 
like athleticism as a quarterback is almost underrated because he's obviously not a runner. But yeah. he uses his athleticism to extend the play as a passer and, and navigate the pocket with these again these subtle movements. I feel like every, all those things about like oh Bryce Young's such a magician in the pocket like that's all actually true about CJ Shroud. Yeah. Because we haven't seen really any of that from Bryce Young this year. No, not at all. I mean, he just seems like small and mm. not super athletic. It's and like the situation is clearly a lot better for the Texans, but on paper, it's not like that offensive line isn't that much better. Like when it, you know with the injuries and stuff, right? Yeah, I mean. It's it's crazy that the Texans' offensive line's been this banged up, but it's yeah. barely been a talking point this season. It's super impressive. I think that just says a lot about Slowick and C.J. Stroud. Yeah. He's on pace to throw for over 5,000 yards. Holy fuck. That's crazy impressive. Yeah, I think he's on pace for like 5,015 passing yards and 32 total touchdowns. I, by the way, I know we've talked about this, but I, I keep coming back to how happy I am that the stupid S2 test looks immediately fucking stupid. I know we talked about that. Brock, but... Brock, Brock Purdy's good enough <laughs> that it'll be a thing still, I guarantee. I guarantee it seems like it should be over with, and it was over. I mean, we both think it was always stupid, yeah. but I guarantee it'll be a talking point, um, especially if one of Caleb Williams or Drake Me does really well and the other doesn't. Mm. Yeah. Definitely. Tell us about Will Levis. Yeah, so I don't, I'm going to start with a negative just because I think it's a nice uh, entryway. Um, I think like week after week watching Levis, first of all, he's a lot of fun, and I'll get to that in a second. But I think his big weakness is uh, CJ Stroud's, what CJ Stroud's so good at, and that's his pocket movement. And I think that's kind of been his big weakness so far. And that's, I think, going into the offseason, that's what he's going to really have to focus on because he doesn't, as opposed to CJ Stroud, Stroud just creates that platform for himself so well and does all the stuff outside of it too. But Levis never creates that platform for himself. And it doesn't help that, I won't name rookie lineman here. <laughs> I'll save it, Rob. But it doesn't help that, you know, the line is not playing well in front of in front of him at all. And everything around that. And the Colts pass rush was good this week. Um, but no, he's just not creating, he's not finding that spot in the in the pocket to, to you know, really, really get himself going. Um this isn't moving well, and I think that's um, that's something to really work on. But this game, I kind of just wanted wanted to highlight the dog. <laughs> he did a couple dog plays. And it was a lot of fun. Uh, first one, you might have seen this one, where he just took off, ran for a first, leapt to, to get to the sticks. You know, got helicopters like a la John Elway style. It was awesome. Like kept <laughs> kept you know hugged the ball. He looked a lot like John Elway uh, in all facets of the game. No, I'm just kidding. But in that, in that moment, it was awesome. Um, had a really weird play where um, he had like the his arm hit as he threw it. It went downfield. It was intercepted, and then the defender fumbled it right away. Like it was all bang bang bang. And somehow Will Levis was the first player down there to recover it. And then he picked it up and ran it 50 yards for a touchdown. Now, none of this stood. But it was just such a dog play. It's like, how the hell was he that that quickly uh, 8, 9, 10 yards downfield? I don't know. It was a baller. And then him and him, him and Nuke are getting into it on the sidelines. This was a game where I'm like, you know, Will Levis is... Sh- you know, like, I felt like a lot of times last year... I didn't... I was never questioning his, fa- his fire or anything, but... We cushioned, you know, when, like, in the big spot, they kind of took the ball out of his hands, the Kentucky offense last year, right? I'm not saying, you know, this is the dude or blah, 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 or anything really, but I just, I, I really enjoyed seeing him playing with this much intensity and and having that, like, kind of, like, 
maybe the first stepping stones to becoming a leader on this team and potentially franchise quarterback. Um, that said, he clearly has the physical talent to be a franchise quarterback. I think week after week when you're watching Levis, that, that arm just keeps popping. And I think it was the first the first first series it was wasn't like an amazing arm throw or anything but they had him on the low rollout chig was open deep and just effortlessly just kind of uncorks it uh for you know 25 30 yards down to the on a low rollout on a on a crosser um just the arm is so loose and i think it's really impressive i think like the actual game is still like i said the footwork and everything that's that's still taking time but when they're like you know letting they run the ball a lot obviously and really well and uh one of the rookie looked good this week i'll talk about that in a bit but they run the ball well and then when they let him get off the play action, like you said last week, they need to let him do it more because he looks really damn good at it. And I think that's the bread and the butter of this offense, and it should just be a staple down the stretch. Um, had one throw where it was just like, that just really highlighted how loose that arm was, where like he, he just kind of had Nuke on a deep comeback and on the sideline and just effortlessly delivered it over the top, looked picture perfect. And um, yeah, I think that's kind of what Levis is. It's like, that, that, that footwork stuff, the mobility stuff, it comes back to the Kentucky stuff because, like, you know, he's built as this big athletic quarterback, and he is athletic, but it doesn't show up, and he needs to create that space for himself, um, you know, that that, that that pad to throw off of. And um, I don't know, he's fun. He, he, he completed just under 50% of his passes, 224, a touchdown, uh, sacked six times. I think that's the, that's the thing. And it's like... I think we're seeing glimpses from Levis. I, again, I keep thinking that, like, that first start was a little bit you know, got a little overhyped, but yeah. we're seeing the glimpses from him. I think for sure. And I, I the text, uh, the, the Titans have a huge off season. I think I, and I question the coach. I don't think he's going anywhere, but there's a big off season. I, I think you definitely stack as much as you can around Will Levis and go into next year and, and then let him prove it or not. I think that's, um, I think that's where we're going. And I'm, it's, he's fun to watch. He's, he's fun to watch. He's fun to talk about. And that's enjoyable in this long list of rookie quarterbacks. So, yeah, he's shown enough that you go. You, I feel like there's belief in Tennessee yep. that this can be the guy. You yeah. just got to build that offensive line up and continue to develop him. I think he, he's shown a lot more than uh, Brace Young. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. And he's played less, so. Yeah. Uh, all the rest of the rookie QBs were on by or injured, so we press on. Uh, offensive rookie of the week this week, I am going with Puka Nakua. How many times has he won it this year? We should keep track. Probably like what? This is week thirteen. He's probably six, won it seven. Like six times. Yeah. yeah. Um, he finished with uh, four catches for uh, one hundred and five yards and a touchdown. Uh, all of that came in the first half. Then he got injured. Um, and he came back in the second half at a thirty-one yard jet sweep. So he fin- he finished with one hundred and thirty-nine yards from scrimmage on six touches plus a touchdown. Uh, he is now on pace for uh, 109 catches, 1,458 yards. Wow. Um, but, he, like, even th- I think maybe the best play he made all day was the play he got injured on uh, where um, he was lined up uh, kind of in line, ran, ran a, a deep um, corner and made a phenomenal adjustment on a back, like a weird kind of back shoulder throw from Stafford. And it's just, like, the trust Stafford has in him. Yeah. Like, it, it feels co- like young Cooper Cuppy. And um, the touchdown was, like, he just kind of uh, – it, it felt like a, a coverage bust from the Browns, and he just kind of ran wide open down the seam for, like, a 
I don't know, it might have been like a 60-yard touchdown. Uh, and then, like, uh, even on the jet sweep, like, he came, he, he was injured, and I was scared he broke his collarbone. And he, he was gone for a bit, and he, he comes back, and, like, one of the first things they do is run a jet sweep to him. And he just – he is so good as a ball carrier. Yeah. And he is more explosive than I think I, I give him credit for coming out of BYU. Um, I thought he was, like – I would have labeled him as like that power slot yak mm-hmm. possession guy, which he is, but I think he's got a little more juice to him uh, in, in the the big touchdown on the seam and the jet sweep, perfect examples of that, where he, like on the jet sweep, he gets around the corner, cuts up field, and bingo, 30 yards. Um, he's in the perfect offense for his skill set, mm-hmm. and they're doing a perfect job utilizing him. Um, like he... he and like, it feels hyperbolic to say, but like maybe like he he is kind of following in the Cooper Cup no, footsteps, except being way more productive way sooner. Yeah, I don't even know if it's hyperbolic. He, he definitely is, and, um, and he's also like two years younger than Cooper Cup was as a rookie. <laughs> good point. Everyone forgets how old Cooper Cup is already. Uh, that's a good point. I I like the word utilization, Rob. If I can pronounce it, which I struggle to, but I don't know what word you just said. Utilization. That's the word you just used. It's a good word oh. to describe my office rookie of the week. And the Lions have utilized their tight end Sam Laporta uh, so perfectly. I feel like like no other rookie this year, no other player in the draft. The Lions had had such a clear plan for Sam Laporta from day one. And you saw it week one, and you've seen it pretty much every week they're on, right? And I love that. I love when a, when a plan comes together, Rob. Because um, you see so many teams draft guys and have no idea what to do with them. And it's complete opposite of Sam Laporta. Nine catches, a buck 14, uh, a touchdown. Not 100 touchdowns. That would be amazing. But a touchdown. And uh, just a complete game. And I, I think we've said that he, that's another guy that's been Rookie of the Week maybe three or four times. And you saw you saw it all on display. They did they do such a great job of just getting him into space, and he does a great job of you know he's you know what I was thinking by the way all all, all last week is it's crazy that Sam Laporta watching that Iowa team on on Saturday night it's crazy that Laporta was in that offense compared to this Detroit Lions offense this year. And I think that's why you know I I slept on him right, but like the athleticism on display. Um, He's shown some really high-level route running, but it's more overall just like really smooth and good route running this year. Um, good feel for getting open, finding that open space. Uh, was displaying some of that, you know, tough yak he can do. And maybe most importantly, the, the extremely, extremely consistent hands. I can't think of a drop this year. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but off the top of my head, I can't, I can't think of a major drop, at least, for Sam Laporta this year. And I was going to highlight, I thought, the, the near the end of the game to ice it, where, like, the Lions had a huge lead and the Saints got back into it. But <clears throat> to ice the game, Goff put it a little bit behind him on, on an in-breaking route. Uh, I kind of had had a guy behind him and had a guy off his hip. I think it was Howden. But put it behind him, and, and Laporta just, just snagged it, caught it, got hit, went to the ground, first down, kind of sealed the game. Um, they got him wide open a couple times, and there was a couple blown coverages, and he just made, made havoc in the secondary. Um and like using him on motion and stuff, and and like bring him across the formation and letting him run off that, and that just gives him that like a little bit of that cheat motion we've been seeing all year, right? Um, giving him that head start and just letting him uh, go to business, and he's been so so good. Um, 
I think clearly already one of the top tight ends in the league. And I think yeah. I think we're talking about him having one of the best rookie tight end seasons of all time. Yes, he's on pace for over 90 catches, over 960 yards, nine touchdowns. Um, and we've talked about it before that there's just not a lot of yeah. super high-end tight ends in the NFL right now. Um, it's kind of been Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews. And right now, um, Sam Laporta is fourth in receiving yards among tight ends uh, with two other Iowa tight ends in front of him and Travis Kelsey. Um, no offense, also, I mean, that could have been Also, uh, uh, slightly off topic, but Trey McBride's really coming to his own. Yeah, yes. It's just off uh, topic, <laughs> but... Um, and you know what's kind of... I'm just talking about Puka, talking about CJ Stroud, talking about uh, Sam Laporta who I think are the three best at their positions uh, among rookies this year. It's kind of crazy to me that Sam Laporta, like, I, obviously he's never going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year, especially in a year where C.J. Shroud's minus 15,000 at this point. But, like, <laughs> Sam Laporta, it almost feels like is getting slept on slightly. Like, he's behind Rasheed Rice, Jordan Addison, Zay Flowers, Jameer Gibbs in the Offensive Rookie of the Year race and I, uh, in terms of odds. And I just think, like, man, like, this... This was one of the best tight end performance in recent memory and the best rookie tight end performance of all time. Uh, I don't know. I just he's just so good. By the way, putting him behind Gibbs, I know it's odds and it's, you know, some uh, whatever gambling site, but putting him behind Gibbs just shows to me that no one's watching the games because he's so much more important. Every single game, every single snap this season that Gibbs has been for that for that Lions team. And that's not even to say, like, that's just how good Laporte has been because Gibbs yeah. has been great. Yeah, Gibbs has been good. I, I was going to mention Gibbs later and more of a knock on the Lions than him, but yeah, no, de- definitely. Um, speaking of uh, Rookie of the Year odds, Will Anderson gave his a yeah. big boost this week, and he's my defensive rookie of the week. It was... Back-to-back weeks, by the way, for him. I... I... F- I... M- might be misremembering, but this might have been the best defensive rookie performance of the season. Oh my god, Witherspoon Giants, Monday Night Football. I know, that's the one that comes to mind. I feel like Jalen Carter's been more like just really good and hasn't had like mm-hmm. that true freak show performance. I, Brian Branch up there too. But um, this week... This is Anderson's best game for sure though. Yeah, and like for a million reasons... He starts. He starts it off by blocking a punt. Mm-hmm. Where I'm watching the game, and, and like you know, especially you can't really see the numbers. You, you like see a guy yeah. blocking, you're like oh whoa. Uh, and then it was Will Anderson, of course it was. So he blocks. He blocks that punt that that really gets the Texans rolling. And then, and then he comes and uh, like the next series goes speed to power on Mike McGlinchey. He kind of walks him back into Russell Wilson's lap. Pockets collapsing. Uh, gets off the block, sacks up, uh, and then um, he he like forced another huge pressure where he almost had a sack of Russell Wilson in the uh, red zone. Uh, ends up forcing the Broncos to kick a field goal because of it. But yeah, he just he came on a a D line game and like just almost sack Russ. Uh, then the other he had another sack where they just didn't block like they ran a. a, a a play action, they rolled, I don't know, they left him on block completely on, like, a rolling Russell Wilson to his right, sack. Then he tips a pass later in the game, and it gets intercepted. 
like uh, sets up Derek Stingley's first interception of the game. He had two. Um, who he's also coming to his own. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Uh, so ends up with a pump block, two sacks, a PBU that causes an interception, four quarterback hits in total. Beats up on Mike McGlinchey for the whole game, who's making like $100 million. <laughs> yeah. um, and I, I was just so happy because he's been so good all year, but because he hadn't had the sack numbers, it felt like his rookie of the year performance was being overshadowed. I think it, it it's... Like, I know Jalen Carter is the favorite, and I don't disagree with that, but I think it should be closer than it is right now. Yeah, me too. I, Carter's, like, I was going to mention Carter, but Carter's been very good and very consistently good, but... Um, I'm talking <clears> myself <throat> into placing a bet on Will Anderson for defense rookie of the year. Do it. I mean, the Texans got all the love behind them right well, now, right? I should have done it last week when it was, like, plus 1,200 for some reason. Also, but, uh, be crazy back-to-back seasons with the same team having offensive rookie of the year and defense rookie of the year. It's true. Um, but yeah, Jalen Carter's minus two hundred. Will Anderson's like it's a three man race to me. Jalen Carter, Will Anderson, yeah. Devin Witherspoon. But I think it's closer than those odds say with Jalen Carter minus two hundred. I think so too. I I think maybe Carter gets more eyes because he's on the best team and on the biggest name team, and sometimes the writers get lazy, you know. But yeah, uh, are also super weird when you get like a little too deep in. Yeah, like, why does Cam Smith have top ten odds? He's been killing it. What do you mean? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to do something unprecedented, Rob. I, I didn't have a clear guy like you did, and I had a clear guy on offense, but not on defense. And I'm going to give it to teammates, but guys that are not teammates this year. They were teammates last year at Alabama. I'm going with a rookie safety duo of Brian Branch and Jordan Battle. Well, I thought both had really damn good games. I Really, I want to give it to, to Battle because I thought – Obviously, he's kind of got kicked into the starting role finally. I think that was last week. And I thought he looked really damn good uh, Monday night against the Jags. Had that awesome deep uh, PBU where people, oh, it's pass interference. They didn't call it. Whatever. Shut up, nerds. They didn't call it. It was a great play. Just just to be in position, making that um, in coverage on, was it really deep downfield? I can't, yeah. can't remember. He blinded just, him with his offhand. <laughs> it was good for smart. Smart football. Saban taught him that. Um, but just to be in that good position deep downfield for a guy that, you know, that was one of his things that was questioned, you know, his, his kind of deep coverage ability. And just to be in that spot was a hell of a play. And nothing that was, you know, definitely not questioned about him was his ability, to, you know, to play everything in front of him and come downhill. I thought he looked phenomenal doing so against the Jags. Uh, I think he got a sack in there um, as well and was just making a lot of tackles around the line of scrimmage. He feels like just, I don't know what his Bengals seasons end up going to be, but, like, he just feels like that guy that's going to be a glue guy for the Bengals defense. And... I wasn't going to put DJ Turner anywhere, but, you know, I saw him making some plays, too, and it mm-hmm. feels fun in the back end what they're kind of starting to build with the Bengals. And flipping to his ex-teammate in uh, Brian Branch, he wasn't as, like, it was the flashy plays more so than the consistent plays, I thought. He gave up a little bit in coverage, but I just really wanted to highlight him because he made a fucking awesome interception off a of deflection. And we've seen, it was very similar to uh, week one against the Chiefs where he just had that one-hand stab, great reaction time ability, similar where it deflected, it kind of was behind him a bit, but just scooped it one-handed and brought it in. Uh, it was an awesome play. And I just, I think Brian Branch is one of the most underrated rookies. Uh, obviously, the odds are kind of a little bit there, but it feels like he doesn't get enough love because he's been so good. I know he missed some time, but it's been unreal. And I think the, look, that's a, that's a hell of a duo that, that they had last year. And I don't know, I'm really excited about both of these guys' futures. Yeah, I... Uh... I think, again, 
think we talked about it with Allen's yesterday. Anyone yeah. who can play as a freshman for Nick Saban mm-hmm. is a guy I'm going to trust. Battle played a lot for that Bama team. He started as a, did he got a couple starts as a freshman? No, I believe. Battle. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he was a full-time starter immediately. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's a good recipe. All right. Let's get negative. Let's talk about worst rookie of the week. I'll go uh, just a layup. It wasn't his worst game. It was actually maybe his statistically his best game. But Quentin Johnson just is, I don't know. Yeah. I feel bad because he was also my worst rookie last week. But <laughs> that drop was horrific. And it could have cost them this game if New England had anything going on offense. And he had a uh, game-costing drop last week. Yeah, like this was a third and 12. Perfect ball from Justin Herbert. Going to be a huge explosive play. And he just like bobbles it like he can't catch. Because he can't? Um, yeah. On his other, so he's targeted seven times. Caught five for 52. Uh, but on his other uh, incomplete target, it wasn't. It didn't go down as a drop. But, man, this guy ran the, like, least enthusiastic slant route I've ever seen. Like, this really useless shake before getting into his break. And, like, it, he just looks so unathletic as a route runner. And it, like, kind of threw the timing off everything. And, like, he still, I thought, should have had it. And it was an incomplete that he'd be got a hand on it. Um, and even on this, on this slant he caught, I, I sent it to you. It looked like he's fighting the ball when he catches it. Yeah. Everything was a body catch. Uh, his biggest, most explosive play was like a thirty-yard catch where they just like it was like the honey hole, but it was just like so wide open. Like Justin Herbert just like kind of lofted to him, and even then he caught it with his body. Um, I don't know. That was a big knock on him, and I think I kind of overlooked it. Right? Yeah. Don't draft guys who don't catch well. <laughs> or or if you do, make sure they're really damn fast. Yeah, and they're just <laughs> just getting a bunch of separations. That doesn't matter. Um, that's a good one. Um, I'm going to stick in the secondary. I'm going with uh, from the Washington Commanders, Quan Martin, who was in a tough spot against the Miami Dolphins, as a lot of DBs are, and that's a hell of an offense to go against. But Martin was kind of uh, kind of exposed this week. He he oh, here's just pure stats. He gave up seven catches on seven targets for 120 yards and a touchdown. Um, was kind of tasked with Tyree Kill a couple times and was in the duty of covering him over the top and uh, Hill cooked him. Hill cooked him a couple times and that's a hell of an assignment. I thought like just tackling he looked pretty good. Had a TFL, but oh, tough, tough, tough assignment in coverage and um, he hasn't been that great when he's been in there this year and obviously fellow rookie uh, Manuel Forbes, you can say the same thing about um Looks like, I don't know, like I thought it was an interesting uh, way to start their draft last year and uh, has not been paying dividends. I I hope Martin can kind of put it together. Um, I think that's just, a, you know, just a shitty, shitty spot to be put in, but early returns haven't been good. Um, not necessarily surprised. Mm. Going to primetime star. I'm doing the same thing I did, I think, last week even. Yeah, it must have been last week. I'm just going with the Packers rookie crew. I went with Sunday Night Football Path Catchers. <laughs> I like that too. But yeah, so the the, the Packers rookie crew, um, they've been a real difference. Like obviously Jordan Love mm-hmm. elevating has been super important. But like Tucker Craft looked quite good. Yep. Uh, stepping up for Luke Musgrave. Dontavian Wicks just be, kept being a chain mover. Yep. Ben Sims caught a one-yard <laughs> touchdown pass. 
Yep. <laughs> and I think sneaky, maybe most important, Carrington Valentine held up really well in coverage, played every snap against and not that the Chiefs have like dominant receivers or anything. Against yeah. Patrick Mahomes. They only targeted him twice. He gave one catch for eight yards. And this is a guy who like like five weeks ago we were like, Oh man, like he shouldn't be playing. Yeah. And it's been trial by fire a little bit, but it's really paying dividends now. Can I throw one more packer too? Yeah. How about Anders Carlson? Mr. Clutch over there too. Oh, yeah. Well, and boy, hey, Lucas Van Ness had a sack. Lucas Van Ness had a sack, yeah. Um, the only one who kind of was quiet was Jaden Reed. Mm-hmm. A little bit of underwhelming game. Him in fantasy. So did I. <laughs> but that was sick, yeah. So I had, a, I had all of those dudes, and I was just going to throw Rasheed Rice. I don't know if you're going to talk about it anywhere else, but I thought just he's just Mr. Consistent for that Chiefs offense, and uh, they need him to keep being that, so he's good. I, I, I did not give him enough credit for how explosive he is, though, with the ball in his hands. A couple times they were just give, gave it to him short, and he was just like, Picking up eight yards, nine yards, ten I, yards after the catch, easy. I was looking at next gen stats uh, earlier today, and um, he leads all rookies in yak per reception. Yeah, I would not have expected eight, that. Eight point four per catch. Yeah, um, which is actually just second in the entire NFL after Debo Samuel. That's wow. That's yeah. That's hell of a company to be in, especially this week. And, it, and it's a full yard, more than a full yard, more than the second. Most by Ricky, which is Demario Douglas of all people. That makes sense, though. Douglas pops it, it does, pop but I just, <laughs> of all people, just, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> the Patriots' leading receiver of also important also makes sense uh, in that Patriots' yeah. offense, yeah. But uh, yeah, there was a. Uh, the, the, it feels like the Chiefs are starting to understand that this is our mm-hmm. best receiver. Definitely. Um, underwhelming performance. I'll hit you with two offensive linemen. Uh, Matthew Bergeron against the Jets, and fair enough, that defensive line's really good. They were just kind of getting after him a little bit in pass protection, uh, specifically Quinn Williams, and that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, just getting kind of knocked off his block kind of consistently. The Falcons' offense as a whole was just ugly, and, like, they weren't – the offensive line, I thought – like, I thought Chris Lindstrom had a, a tough game as well, um, and hence B. John Robinson having 2.9 per carry. Uh, also, Broderick Jones really, I thought, had some struggling moments in pass protection where she's kind of playing like top heavy and leaning a little mm. bit. And, and and guys like Dennis Gardak, of course, the GOAT, and uh, BJ Ojolari were beating him. Um, not like a horrific game, just like he's had some really strong games uh, the last couple of weeks, and this yeah. was more of a, a, a type game. Thursday Night Football, Broderick Jones versus the Patriots pass rush. Wow. I'm, I just got, had a good game this good. week. Good. I'd like to hear that. Uh, yeah. I just got to hype up that game because uh, what else is there to get excited about? Um, I'm going with, for my underwhelming performance, the other two of the top three Rookie of the Year racers and Jalen Carter and Devin Witherspoon, who I think very similarly in two huge games for both of their teams, uh, they didn't step up. Um, I'll start with Spoon where – he gave up like he gave up a little bit in coverage, four catch, sixty five yards. I think he got credit for a touchdown. I didn't think it was awful, but I think it was just the lack of big play, right? That that Seahawks defense needed to get off the field at any point. And uh Spoon just he, he's like this is more of a credit to him where it feels like he's been the one to come up and make those big time plays in a lot of games this season because he's been really damn good. And he didn't. And um just that whole Seahawks defense was bad. The Cowboys passing attack is legit, clearly, but yeah, just need need to step up and didn't. And flipping Jalen Carter, I think kind of similarly, where 
wasn't a bad game, but just wasn't affecting it much. And they needed needed something to get going against <laughs> against Brock Purdy and that mighty Niners attack, right? He had, I think he had a couple wins, but no pressures that I, I saw. Um, had a couple tackles, but just in in two huge games, the the top two, you know, rookie of the year, defense rookie of the year candidates uh, didn't step up, and they, if anything, they kind of faltered a bit. So. I kind of had to knock the two down. And, yeah, Will Anderson, rookie of the year, put the money on it. Um, Another defensive rookie who's been really good quietly had his best game this week, I think, and it looks like a hit is Kobe Turner. He had a a good game two weeks ago, too. He's had a couple, but, man, Mm -hmm. he he, finished with a a sack and a half against the Browns, a couple QB hits. Um, sticking him next to Aaron Donald just seems to be paying off. Like, <laughs> yeah, he, he, he's got really heavy hands, and uh, like on top of he's he's a very good athlete. He's very explosive mm-hmm. downhill. Um, I mean it's Joe Flacco back there who's not like extending plays all that much, but like Kobe Turner sneaky has uh. I think like the third most sacks among rookies is five mm-hmm. and a half. Definitely. That's really impressive. Again, sticking him beside Donald, it seems like it's a great decision. That Rams rookie class, I know people are giving it credit, but I still feel like it's not enough. No, and you know who uh, Kobe Turner was giving me vibes of? Who? Javon Hargrave. I was giving Javon Hargrave. Oh boy, and that not a lot of uh, interior defensive linemen are playing better than Javon Hargrave, if any, right now. So that's that's high praise, Rob. That's high praise. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to give you two. Um, I'm going to go with – I'm going to start with uh, Devon Achan, who just – coming back off the injury, you know, it was on IR. I just – like, it was a lot of mop-up duty, but damn, like, it just – the more you see from him, is first of all, perfect pick, perfect situation. But, like, I just – you know, the questions about the size and all that, I, I coming you know, coming into the draft, I think erased because he's really good at running between the tackles and – Doing what he does, like just getting, he's small, you know, being small, being quick, but running, he, he runs a lot harder than I think people give him credit for. And one of his touchdown runs kind of like just got little in, in between the tackles and <clears throat> roll, uh, roll through an arm tackle. And he just doesn't give guys angles to get a clean hit on him. And he's really damn good at that. Over 100 yards, two touchdowns, uh, over total yards, um, two touchdowns. Uh, had a really nice run. Uh, again, it was a lot of garbage time looks for him. Once they got up big enough into the game, you know, mid-third quarter, they kind of just fed him, which was a lot of fun. Get it, like get, Let him get his legs back underneath him. Um, had a nice run where he kind of just pressed the line, uh, saw the hole opening up backside, and had that speed to kind of cut and go. And, yeah, H.N. is just a hell of a back. And it sucks that we lost some of, the, uh, some of his rookie season to the injury, but... I think he's going to be one of those rookies down the stretch into the playoffs that's going to be like a huge factor, and he's a ton of fun. Another guy, similar idea, no injury, but uh, with Jair Brown coming in with, uh, well, with the injury to to Hafanga, um, he's looked great for the Niners. I thought he was awesome in Philly um, on Sunday afternoon, and I think he had like seven tackles, wasn't giving up anything in coverage, was, was just rock solid. And since he's come in and they mixed him in more, and now it's full-time pretty much, um, I thought he's looked awesome. And that's another guy, huge down the stretch on that, you know, that great Niners defense. And also just, like, stepping into that defense and already feeling like he's, you know, an important member, you know what I mean? And that, that I don't know, that was, obviously, you can never foresee the injury, but that was just great foresight on that selection, I think, by Lynch and company. And Brown's a dog. Brown's a really good player, and he's going to be really important. Yeah, I had him for a rookie flash this week. Um, 
Looks like a miss. I'm going with Mozzie Smith for the Cowboys, who played. Oh, you're too low on him. You're too low. Played minimal snaps against the Seahawks. Yeah. Just eleven was kind of just getting bodied when he was yeah. out there. Yeah. Basically, has no role for this team, and obviously one of the best teams in the NFL, but like not a team that like Jonathan Hankins is like. Yeah. They're they're shedding nose tat. No, no shade on him. He's a, a former great Buckeye. But it's just like that's a, that's a like Mozzie mm-hmm. Smith drafted to play over him by this point. Yes, definitely. He was a guy that you know upside, but still like you should be able to plug and play and be a really solid run defender, and he hasn't been. You know, it looks like a hit for me though, Rob. Oso Digazua. Oh, he's, yeah, been, he's been awesome. <laughs> that that's huge for the Cowboys, right? With with Matthew not being so great. No, I think that's a good one. Um, I'm sticking on the interior, but on the offensive side of the ball, um, I feel like Cody Mock has just not been very good no, this year. I agree. Like I, I don't know if we like either of us really thought he'd like really hit it off hot. I thought it'd be a bit of a transition to the league, but he hasn't been awful, awful. But he just I don't know. He hasn't shown much to like inspire confidence in him being a long term starter at all for the for the Bucks. Um, he wasn't like a tra- uh, like a train wreck of a game at all against the Panthers, but just struggling. Um, I thought, like, by this point in the season, he'd become a pretty solid run blocker, at least, you know, and I feel like he hasn't. Um, no, just just mm, really poor early early returns on Mock, and sucks because, uh, you know, both big fans of his, but, yeah. Um, needs to step it up. I got a couple. Uh, I thought Zach Charbonnet just had a very, uh, sort of his 39-yard catch and run. Yeah, was sick. A very mad game. Like, yeah. I don't know. He, he was. He did not look very explosive to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Juice Scruggs, who, on top of having an illegal block above the waist penalty, uh, just was just getting kind of pushed around in the trenches uh, at left guard for the Texans. And then I was just thinking, like, man, Nolan Smith has been so irrelevant. He had like Eagles. a couple of glimpses, and but yeah, <clears throat> pretty much snaps against the 49ers this week, and like. If it wasn't on the Eagles, if let's say Nolan Smith played yeah. for the Chargers, like I feel like it would be a much bigger deal, and it's more like oh, the Eagles know what they're doing, so we're not too too worried. But yeah. I just thought this was an interesting thing. You know, I'm gonna stick with an Eagle. I got a trio of guys, but I'm gonna stick with an Eagle. Um, needs to step it up, not so much as like he just shouldn't be playing, but Eli Ricks, like I, he, I, I put him for not ready to play. Yeah, I know. I just I had such an easy one for not ready to play. So if you don't mind, um, I think he only—he's been playing a decent amount for this team, but like five, I think he had five snaps this week. Credit for three catches, four, 44 <laughs> yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, basically he, when he was on the field, they're just going right at him. So right at him. They took him off the field. Yeah, uh, the one like Juwan Jennings just made him look silly, and like you know, if it was Debo, if it was Ayuk, okay, but I, like no, I mean I'm not trying to discredit Juwan Jennings; he's been good, but like made him look silly, and yeah, like. Again, it was only five snaps this week, but he's played, like, decent numbers at some points this year, and that's a team that's got Super Bowl aspirations. So um, he's not ready to play, and he needs to step up, uh, definitely. Um, I'm going to put Jameer Gibbs here, but not for, like, his lack of, you know, him him playing poorly. It just it feels like the Lions still don't know what the hell, like, how to really get him going. I don't know. It's like he had eight carries, which seems too low, but it was for 60 yards. I had a couple really nice carries. <clears throat> also only had one catch. I feel like they're just not doing it. It's like, you know, they haven't found that right balance between Montgomery and Gibbs, except for, like, one or two games, you know? And I don't know. It's I still don't feel like 
they've got that exact plan that I thought we all expected them to have, or, like, if you're going to make that pick, they should. I think like I'm the only one that's kind of still down on this. It's not Gibbs, though. It's just, I feel like the Lions just haven't, it hasn't clicked properly yet, you know what I mean? To be what he could be for that offense. Maybe they're saving it, but I still don't think it's fully there. And uh, lastly, a guy who's had a great rookie year. Josh Downs has kind of started to um, quiet down the last few weeks, and there's another quiet game, three catches, 14 yards. Alec Pierce emerged back as a big dog though, for, for Gardner Minshew. But, yeah, just Downs has kind of slowed down, uh, no pun intended, and I just want to see him just kind of pick it back up because he's been one of the most entertaining rookies, uh, wide receivers at least, um, like through the first half of, and plus of the season, you know. On his backup quarterback, cut him some slack. Yeah, but uh, Minshew was cooking with him, you know, so. Whatever. Might not ready to play. Eli Ricks, yeah. for everything you said. Wanya Morris, who came in against the Packers, I thought struggled a little bit. He got better when he came in the second yeah. time, but, uh, like, he just, I don't know, Luke's fan gave him the business. Okay, so I put Wanya Morris for start the rook. I don't mean start, but Smith hasn't been that great. Taylor's Donnie's had his terrible, too. Yeah. Taylor's had his struggles. And I just feel like, like, yeah, Morris came in and, like, LVN, you know, ruined him at that one point. But like you said, I think he settled in a bit. And it's not strike the rook, but I'd like to see him just, you know, when they get up in games and stuff, like, I wish they haven't really this year, but <clears throat> when they get up or just mix him in. Like, let him get his feet under him because Donovan Smith is not a long-term an- answer. Juwan Taylor, I'm not saying you got buyers remorse, but it, you're not super you confident might. in. You might. And you pick this guy, he's got he's got the talent. Just rotate him in some, you know? And I Donovan think we saw... Smith, go ahead. Donovan Smith also just been one of the worst starting tackles. He's been bad. He's been very bad. It's finally caught up on the Chiefs, and I think that's one of the most, like... One of the things we're not talking about enough, you know? that Like, for why they're sputtering. Um, but, yeah, I think that's huge. If they can get Morris in a bit, <clears throat> let him get settled, maybe he takes over that job at some point. And if it's not this season, into next season. And I think that could be huge for... I don't know. I'm not counting them out, but you know what I mean? For bouncing back next year. Who's your not ready to play? I got two. <laughs> Stick on the offensive line. Rob, have you heard of Nash Jensen? Yeah. Where do you go to school? Yeah. Uh, isn't he a country singer? He's a country singer from North Dakota State. I'm back to back um, going against North Dakota State. He was he was playing for the Carolina Panthers, <laughs> start of the game. Um, might be better than Chandler Zavala, but still uh, was giving up pressure after pressure after pressure. Uh, false starting. It was a mess. And yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like this. Wait, he's a four time FCS champion. It's a four time FCS champion. I, I've got to respect him. He's also, I think, like a 25 year old rookie. But no, I mean, just to compound what this Panthers team is dealing with, there's, there's Nash Jensen, country music star, uh, starting on their offensive line <laughs> right now. Um, so clearly not ready to play. A much bigger name on the front, yeah. Is his brother in the NHL? Is he really? There's Kay. another guy who went to the same high school as him named Joe Jensen. Okay. Nash Jensen's not my offensive rookie of the week, but put him on skates. Which they, hey, Tampa had him on sk- skates There's this week. There's a bunch Damn. of Jensen's from that town that all Kay. played in the NHL, but the Wikipedia doesn't say Nash is related to them. In the in the offseason, we're going to do our Jensen family pod, and it'll be, it'll be our best episode of all time. Um, <laughs> please. One more, one more lineman on skates. Uh, Jalen Duncan, another start. I just thought he didn't look yeah. good again. Yeah. Uh, a hold, a false start, giving up sacks. Yeah. yeah, not ready to play. And he's, you know, 
He's some, he's not Nash Jansen. He he was starting on the Big Ten team for years. Um, not ready to play, but they may as well play him. So absolutely, yeah. Just as long as Levis stays healthy, definitely. Um, best day three rookies. I'll get. I'll give you uh, one. An Elijah Higgins spotting twenty one yard catch on the scene. But more importantly, two uh, two feisty nickel performances. First of all, Clark Phillips was phenomenal against the Jets. Um, four That's tackles cool. at TFL. All those tackles, I feel like, came in run support. He was just triggering downhill. Uh, targeted five times. Gave up just three for 15. Looked really good. Um, and then Kytrell Clark uh, for the Cardinals. He, he gave up a, a short touchdown pass uh, against the Steelers, but like, took on Najee Harris in the hole. It was sick. Um, he's quietly been pretty productive for that yes. on the field. Yeah, he's been fun. I think he's like everything you could have hoped out of that pick so far already, for sure. Um, best A3 rookie. I'm surprised we haven't mentioned his name yet. you probably gone for Flash. How about Parker Washington for the Jaguars? Uh, I, I got him for out of nowhere because that performance uh, came out of nowhere. For real. That he was balling. I forgot to mention him last week where he had like a nice punt return. I, maybe I did. He had a couple plays. I think he might have had... I don't know if he got a catch or not. But yeah, super out of nowhere for how much he was playing. Obviously, Kirk went down the second or third snap of the game. Um, and they just <laughs> didn't miss a beat. Parker Washington came in, six catches, 61 yards. That awesome touchdown catch. Um, like, that was that was unreal. I mean, go ahead. Do your, do your thing. Parker Washington was sick. Yeah, well, I mean, he, he made a couple catches early. One of, one of them was a really nice adjustment. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he has that big touchdown. Um, and he's kind of got a similar skill set to Christian Kirk. He does. And yeah. who's now out. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see how much Parker Washington plays going forward. Agreed. He's, he was fun. Um, best UDFA rookies, I'll, I'll, I'll give it to Xavier Gibson. Really great game for the Jets against yeah. the Falcons. Uh, two phenomenal adjustment catches on the sideline. Finished with five for 77. Uh, plus, he added 45 punt return yards. So, I... I want to ask you because, like, I I think they should. Do you think they're going to keep getting him involved in the offense, or do you think this was they a one off? They definitely should because clearly he's got he's a, he's a weapon, and yeah, and yeah. looking like a real wide receiver, that's that's something. Like he's he's their second best pass catcher after Garrett Wilson. This mm-hmm. game. Um, and then Devod Wilson, the Cardinals' undrafted rookie corner, was playing a lot against the Steelers. A little bit of struggles early against George Pickens, but I don't know. Overall, I was like, this guy was like okay. <laughs> He's not getting like torn apart like Eli Ricks. Not, not, I mean, Trubisky and Kenny Pickett aren't the same quarterback as uh, Brock Purdy, but you know. Um, <laughs> the Cardinals are fun because they play a lot of rookies on the defense, and they're all kind of scrappy and good to some extent, you know. Um, I'm going back to Tampa Bay, and I think a staple here for best UDFA. I think when the season's done, he might be the best UDFA rookie overall, and that's Christian Izian, who. Started week one, and it's been, you know, knocking him out after knocking him out. Just super consistently good. Like, two catches left for 13 yards. Yeah, it was Bryce Young and this <laughs> this hapless Panthers offense. But still, I thought just played a really solid game. Has looked good tackling this week. Had a TFL. Oh, sorry, didn't have a TFL, but had an almost one. I had a forced fumble. Um, I think just Izzian's been really consistently good, and he's done everything that's could have ever been expected of him and more for that Buccaneers secondary. Yeah, he's. Uh, I mean, he's just been one of the best rookie DBs. Yeah. Regardless. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I'll run through a bunch of rookies who flashed. I thought JSN had a, a pretty damn mm-hmm. good game against the Cowboys. Uh, seven catches, sixty-two yards, four first downs, true DPI. Uh, Twice, yeah. Um, almost had the greatest catch ever, but the refs suck. 
Uh, uh, yeah, definitely. He's coming on, eh? It's, yeah, it's he building, building. He, he, he's also among the, I think he's like third in yak per reception among rookies. That's all they were doing with him early this year, weirdly. And now they're finally letting him, letting him run some routes, and he looks good. Uh, Paris Johnson looked quite good against the Steelers. He's just been quietly good. Yeah. Uh, which is funny, like six overall pick and just quietly just very solid. Uh, Garrett Williams at corner for yep. the Cardinals also had a good game with Steelers. Uh, other side, Keanu Benton had a PBU and a forced fumble. Looked great. Joey Porter Jr. shut down Hollywood Brown. Uh, Joey Porter Jr. making his case for first-team all-rookie. Uh, B.J. Ojolari, who I mentioned, kind of got the best of Roger Jones earlier. The Cardinals rookies, baby. I love it, yep. Uh, I had Jair Brown here. I also had Sidney Brown, who only played seven snaps against the 49ers. Had that great run stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have he does it like every time he gets in the game. Yeah, he does. I have Rasheed Rice here, who you already mentioned. Uh, Tuli Tuli Pelotu. Yeah. Uh, he had a play early against the Patriots where he forced a fumble and recovered it himself. I think um, he's been one of the most underrated rookies. Definitely. And Keon White, who blew up. Uh, there was one play he blew up the offensive line and caused a TFL for somebody else. Was uh, just kind of like power rusher. He... Mm-hmm. Feels like next year's gonna really boost up with the new coaching staff and everything. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I kind of named some of my guys already. Uh, I was gonna mention JSN, Tajay Spears. Um, they were mixing him in, but then obviously Henry Henry got concussed, but he's not in protocol, so I don't know if that'll happen. Uh, but it was seventy five yards on sixteen carries. He's been really consistently good. I think he's been everything they could have asked for from him this year. They've kind of gotten away. They, it felt like once a game they do a creative way of getting the ball, they've kind of gotten away from that because I think that coach is bad in Tennessee. But, um, no, like when they just run him the ball, he's 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 explosive. He's got the juice. Um, I don't know. Do we, I, was, I didn't have Chase Brown anywhere. Are you going to mention Chase Brown uh, anywhere? Yeah, I will. Okay. It's because I was just giving you names. But, no, because I was thinking both of them kind of shined. Uh, but, no, Spears got the juice. I thought he looked really good. Um, I kind of touched this on uh, when we were talking Bryce Young, but Mingo's coming along a little bit. I just want to give him some credit. I mean, he had a couple, he had a drop, and he kind of fumbled a bit. He got back on it. But other than that, like, it's coming on a bit. I had one where he's just kind of wide open down the sideline. But I thought, like, <clears throat> one play that I'm, like, finally starting to see glimpses, it was a third and long. They threw him screen. He didn't get even close, but he made a few guys miss. And I thought this was his most consistent game, and I thought this was the best game he had with Bryce Young, and it's coming on a little bit. Um, and for time, I'll just give you one more name. Um, <clears throat> another offensive lineman. I thought this was a good a- a game from Anton Harrison. Got that bogus holding call late, but looked really strong, I thought, against the Bengals. Um, <clears throat> not much of a pass rush coming from his side to speak of, and that's another guy that's been, I mean, obviously, you know, there's injuries on the opposite side of him, and that's clearly come back to haunt the Jaguars this year, but that picks, you know, he's had ups and downs, but I think the picks has proved to be as wise as it was when it kind of looked in the moment in terms of this was a guy that started all year. You're contending um, for, for the top seed in the AFC, you know, and he's played a lot. He's had ups and downs, but he's, he's getting better down the stretch, and I think it's – I think he's starting to settle in a bit. Um, my out of nowhere rookie was Parker Washington. Yeah, I, I, I had another guy, so I can move Parker Washington best A3. Uh, from the mighty University of Campbell, go Camels. Uh, Dolphins tight end Julian Hill. 
came out of nowhere, two catches, 23 yards. Um, looking pretty athletic out in space. Uh, yeah, uh, go go Camels. I don't know. So, I so you mentioned him before. I think I did, maybe earlier this year. <laughs> but it just kills me that, like, all this, all these weapons on the Dolphins offense, you still got Julian Hill coming out and making a couple plays. Uh, finally, you asked for Chase Brown. I got him for start the rock. Mixon oh. uh, looked good. I just traded for him. First, Shut up. Hey, he can keep scoring the touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, Chase Brown's first extended action yep. looked a lot more explosive than <clears throat> Joe Mixon. Had nine carries for 61 against the Jags. On the season, just 14 touches for 74 yards. Not necessarily start him against the Colts week 14, Mixon. but like get him more touches. He, he has... A sweet combo of explosiveness and, and contact balance, and you saw it on display yeah. against the Jags. Browning looks competent. I mean, Hal Browning looked good. Um, the Bengals, I mean, they're, they're, it was a tough game. I mean, they're still alive. They're still alive, and I think Taylor's just got to like kind of lean on Mixon and increase Brown's workload, and they like, kind of rotate them, and I think that's maybe a key to sneaking in or something. Um, I put Wandy Morris, who we already talked about, where I just want to see him get rotated in on a, you know, on a team that's having struggles at tackle, you know. Uh, and I mean, why not? I'm Patrick Mahomes. He can't overall like Wandy Morris. I think struggled when he came in, but like he can't be worse. He can't be worse. <laughs> yeah, and it can o- he can only get better. So, worst comes to worst, go back to Donovan Smith. So who cares? I'm I'm just happy uh, we'll have Tommy DeVito back in our life next week. 